Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get half gallons of delicious Kroger milk for $1.29 each. Then get flavorful Tyson Natural Boneless Chicken Breasts for $2.49 a pound, all with your card and a digital coupon. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. We're going to bring you on to our huddle. You're in. Where's huddle with me, Bram? No Marcus today, but with me per usual, my master of all things video and sound, Maxime. How's it going? Maxime. I'm hella fired up to announce, kind of nervous to announce, the first time in Huddle history, a longtime Golden State fan with ties to Warriors World and the Light Years podcast, a former member of Uninterrupted, the athlete empowerment brand founded by LeBron and Maverick Carter, the current host of the Ringer Wrestling Pod, the podcast manager at the Ringer, and a guy who's lost in the sauce question about Dirk's MVP year may have ended the friendship between Pasha and Austin, Mr. <laughs> Benjamin Cruz. What's going on, Ben? Guys, what's up? Uh, I, I appreciate you bringing up that lost in the sauce question because I did have some ulterior motives and just bringing back some good Golden State, mem- Golden State Warriors memories into the pod. I did that one in the week before. I said, who has the, the third most NBA championships? Also the Golden State Warriors. So I'm just sneaking them in. I'm just seeing, I'm waiting until they call me out on it uh, and still nothing. So Dude, uh, I'm going to keep it going. You're saying that as if I didn't give you a standing ovation in my car <laughs> when they both happened. Uh, Maxine, one of my new favorite podcasts. And actually it, it's weird for me to say it because, and Ben, I blame you for this. I hated <laughs> Austin Rivers, like sports hate, but I hated Austin Rivers yeah, yeah, for yeah. Like a real long time. Too. I mean, like for as long as, and he, I, I think he kind of leaned into it. He's had quotes where he said he doesn't like the Warriors, all this stuff. He now has a podcast on The Ringer that Ben's a member of called Off Guard. Um, and I fucking like him now. Like, I, I like how open and bitter he is. Um, I like just his his insight into the league. But they've got a segment, Maxime, called Lost in the Sauce, which is basically a trivia contest. And Ben has spent the last two weeks giving questions that is just tearing their friendship apart, which is fantastic. <laughs> and apparently is also big upping warrior stuff. So, you know, kind of a two birds with one stone scenario. You know, Posh is really shining in this thing right now because he's, again, he's a self-proclaimed basketball nerd. So he's just really, it's really, like Austin's obviously at a different level of a basketball player than most humans. And, you know, we get to talk about that a lot. But Pasha, he does a great job of just playing point guard, setting him up every week. And this is the game where the the roles kind of get flipped. Uh, and Pasha gets to flex and, and be that guy for a little bit. Um, but it also, the joy it brings Austin when Pasha doesn't know the answer right. is just, uh, it, it's it's fascinating. It, it's it, You're right. I am probably slowly tearing this friendship apart from the inside and I don't even know it. Artful. But uh, <laughs> yeah, it, it's an art, you know? So uh, no, th- those guys are the best, honestly. Uh, they're the freaking best. The other great thing, Maxime, is this full band will start off a question like, all right, I'm going to give you guys one that's real easy. And then it's fucking impossible. It's like in 2002, <laughs> who was the sixth man of the year? Like, I don't remember anything that happened in 02. So it is, uh, it's really well played. But I tell you what, Ben, I've got a ton of warrior stuff for you. I'm really excited about you being here. And why don't we start with some stuff about you, man? Where are you from? Where'd you grow up? So I'm in the Bay Area. I'm in San Jose now. I was born here. I uh, grew up in Canada actually for like 10 years uh, from like the age of three to 13 uh, in Toronto. So I got to see like the Raptors come up and all this stuff. Um, but moved back to the Bay Area uh, my freshman year of high school because my dad 
got an, you know, he, we moved to Canada cause he got a job, moved back cause he got another job. Um, and yeah, I just, I've just always been here in the Bay. I mean, I've, I lived in the East Bay for the majority of, um, kind of my, my teen years. And then yep. the last five, six years have been in San Jose, but you know, Bay area kid through and through. What was your first Warriors team? When you come back, you know, in high school, who was on that roster? What are we looking at? <laughs> Dude. Okay. So I, I remember having this argument in French class, my junior, senior, junior year, senior what was the year O'Donnell Foyle signed that big contract? Oh, let's go. Uh, was that oh? That was like oh four. Yeah, I feel like that was like oh four. Um, exactly. What I was gonna say yeah, either oh four or oh five. But yeah, it was right. And in I there. distinctly remember someone in my class, one of my friends, saying, "You know what? I'm a big fan of the signing," and I, I just couldn't do it. Like we're, we're the the class was about to start, and we had it was one of those things where you just the whole time you're in French class, you got to speak in French. I didn't know how to say what the fuck are you talking about in French. <laughs> so um, it, it, that's like that's like it's a core memory for me as, as you know in regards to just watching this team just be dreadful to watch like on a night to night basis to to obviously where we're at now it's 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 night and day but that is one memory that I'll, I'll that always sticks with me is the O'Donnell Foyle shout out to O'Donnell Foyle he got he, he you know get paid he's on TV now he's doing his thing but I'll never forget. Uh, my friend bringing that up and rooting He's a friend of the podcast, so be careful. It was a great sign. We, <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're, we're a fantastic huge fan. one. Yeah, did the person who brought it up to you did they say in French? What do you think about the O'Donnell Foyle? No, 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 no. That- Just said flat out great signing, and then oh. <laughs> like. I, you know, is this, is this what we're doing now? You know what I mean? So immediately, uh, I mean, I had no skill sets in any language in high school. And if I was sitting in there just trying to survive <laughs> and somebody shows off by firing off an O'Donnell foil take in French, my only response would be fuck yourself. I mean, even <laughs> yeah. yet, I'd also have some difficulty with the signing, but like, I don't need them showing off their, uh, their French prowess. Um, all right. So multiple years, you've watched the rise of this team, but you also saw some of the downsides. Your call. Give us either your favorite warrior or your least favorite opponent over the years. Ooh, favorite favorite warrior is, uh, to this day is still probably Baron Baron Davis, um, just because he he was the, he was the first guy to really kind of give us that hope. Yeah, you know, sure. we obviously the we believe season, and, and when he got traded over, you know, you're kind of wondering, oh, this guy, like, how's this going to work? And he just had this different attitude about him where you're like and you just bought in he was just he was aesthetically pleasing to watch so to this day like obviously Steph is uh like we've we've now gotten to watch this this dude's whole career and at the end of it when you ask me this question at the end of Steph's career that will be my answer Uh, I'm just looking ahead but for now just and just to be a little different uh it's still Baron David the 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 back brace uh lifting up the the jersey after dunking on Karolinko and the full-on back brace which now (laughs) at you know uh, as a as a, as a gentleman of a certain age uh, who was like looking at back braces, you're like, that's the lasting image. It's just Baron Davis showing that shit off. And now I'm like, man, I should get me a Baron Davis back brace. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> yeah, and then dunk on Karolinko and casually show it to the world. You know what yeah, I mean? Like, yeah, whatever exactly. they can do uh, to do the, as you were saying that, what you underlined for me, I don't even know if I really thought it out, is one of the things that Baron brought that we had never had up until that was swagger. You know, it it wasn't just he had talent because we had talent, you know, we had like Mookie Blaylock. We had people here who could play, but Baron was one of the first people who could play and then wanted the world to know, no, come fuck with us. We, you know, like this team means something and we never had any of that, you know? And so maybe the first step towards this, uh, 
this winning culture, last background question, at least for the Warriors. And yeah. you will learn as we do this, Ben, that I'm a psychopath. Let me give you an example. <laughs> okay. okay. Been rooting for this team for far too long. Now there's millions of us, right? Yep. There's all these new fans. Instead of being happy that there's new fans everywhere, I'm bitter about it. Sure. I, I, it's like <laughs> it's like I waited in line for hell of long to get into a club, like waited through rain and sleet and terrible times and slept overnight and all this shit. And then when they finally opened it, a million people ran through the doors who didn't wait yeah, in line. Yeah, yeah. All right. So for you, are you healthier? Like, do you like the new fans? And, you know, we're now this America's team type of scenario, or are you kind of bitter like I am? I the new fans don't bother me as much. It's the it's probably more so the new haters. Because they're just coming up with shit. You know what I mean? Like, I, I distinctly remember the 14-15 the, the season when the Warriors were obviously on their, on their path to win the first title. Everyone was like, oh, look at this, the, the sexy new team. You know, I, I remember on ESPN that year, Ethan, I, yeah, Ethan was still writing for them, I believe, at that yeah. time. Oh, yeah. He was the only, only writer to pick the Warriors to win. And at the beginning of the season, you're like, oh, that's, that's nuts. Like Steve, Steve Kerr's first year. And the, but there was, that was when everyone sort of liked the Warriors because again, they were, they were still Under on dogs. that up and up. Yeah, yeah. They're still, they hadn't done anything yet. And after that, there was just a switch that was flipped where even before the KD stuff, the KD stuff, I kind of understood. I, I really did. But even the year where they blow three, one, the amount of people who just came out of the woodwork to just <laughs> really rub it in our faces and just be happy that like uh, it, it, these are the same people who, who were talking shit about LeBron. Exactly you know right. what I mean? Yeah, so, so it was just this weird and that's that's kept going much longer than I think any of the, uh, you know, we get accused of all these bandwagon fans who've joined on. But the hatred has just gotten more irrational, I think, than the fandom, in my opinion. The three one stuff still comes up in my life in like the most random, unnecessary, doesn't even make sense shit talking. It'll yeah. be like the thirty first of the month, and someone will be like, "Oh, do those numbers remind you of three one?" Like, no, they do not. It's thirty one, dude. Like, what the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, Maxime, I've never asked you. Where are you on the new fans thing? Like, I, I see you being so. The other thing you'll learn, Ben, is that Maxime is healthy, and I'm annoyed by it. Um, so okay. he'll probably be fine with the new fans. Well, let's find out. What do you think? Do you do you like that? There's more of us out there. Okay, so first of all, I've been spending this entire time preparing myself to answer the next question that you would ask me in French, um, and then I panicked <laughs> when you asked me the question. So, um, but I, I took can't Spanish. Do it, so you let me know. I, I couldn't do it in Spanish either. So you're not gonna be like, be happy. I'm yeah, completing yeah. sentences in English. <laughs> I am happy. It means a lot to me that you use full sentences um, for the podcast. Uh, yeah, I'm. It annoys me, especially among a demographic of people for whom it's like it feels like all the haters are twenty year olds. And it's like you haven't yeah. even fully developed your prefrontal cortex, and here you are trying to have rational arguments with me. Like, get out of my face! You know, I can't handle it. It's like at least put in your reps, and then you can hate if you have a legitimate case to hate. That's fine, but it feels like they're doing it for the sake of doing it. I love the idea of you arguing with a teenager and leading with you haven't even developed your prefrontal cortex. <laughs> they don't like, like that. something tells me that it isn't. That's yeah. a fantastic rebuttal, though. I gotta <laughs> yeah. say, what for people who will not understand it in any way, <laughs> shape, yeah. or form. Uh, so this is when I was gonna ask you, Ben, but you've thrown me off. So I was gonna ask you a question about UC Santa Cruz, but you're wearing a Colorado hat. So I mean, I know you went to UCSC, as did I, did. I which is why I'm asking it. Um, right. And so I'll pretend like you're not wearing the Colorado hat only to ask you this. So my experience as being a banana slug is that anytime I say to anybody, I went yeah. to UC Santa Cruz, I can count down on my mound or my mind from 10 and they're going to use the phrase banana slug. Like it's just, yeah. I think it's, I think it's Pulp Fiction. The like Pulp I don't, Fiction I'm not thing. not sure why it was. So 
Does that happen to you? And if it does, does it annoy you? Because every time it happens to me, I'm annoyed. It hasn't happened that much. I've gotten the Pulp Fiction reference more so than the Banana Slug one. Honestly, it's like, isn't that that school that John, you know, the teacher that John Travolta was wearing? So I get that a lot. And honestly, so when I went, I don't know about about its status when you went, but like, I think the year I started going there, it was uh, like on the rankings wise, UC power rankings wise, it was the worst one. So like, that's, that's, that's where I hang my head on. I was like, I got into the worst UC at that time. Uh, And it's, and I graduated from it. So uh, that's, that's kind of where I steer the conversation towards because the, the banana slug thing, you know, what is it? No known predators. Like that's why it's interesting because they, these, no one wants these things. There you go. Um, So, I get the Travolta thing more so, and then I steer it in the direction of you know me actually getting it, getting cool in with, by the skin of my yeah, teeth yeah. with the lowest reputation that I dominated. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I love it. Podcasting, how'd you get into it, man? You know, uh, is this a culmination of something you've always wanted to do? I mean, give us a little. I mean, story. yeah. So, I mean, from a listening standpoint, it was it was Simmons, right? It's Bill Simmons. I, I think that's where a lot of us, especially in the sports space, kind of got the in and and the bug. In terms of working in it, I uh, I got very very lucky in that you mentioned I worked at uninterrupted uh, back when you know that company was founded. I was actually employee number two over there. I was just I was just very very lucky and fortuitous. Uh, it was a fortuitous time. Um, and since I was employee number two and such an early employee over there, I was actually hired to do video stuff like short form uh-huh. video content. Um. And within a couple of months of me getting hired there, they wanted to start a podcast network. So I remember th- there were literally five of us in the office. Our GM at that time comes out and says, does anyone know how to edit X, Y? It was like some sort of clip that we were going to use for a show we were acquiring. Raised my hand and said, I'll do it. Because uh, I had some like I had some knowledge in doing it like in high school and in college. And I do that. And he goes, great. Uh, do you want to come to... We, we acquired this podcast called Open Run. It was hosted by Jesse Williams. I remember who? Yeah. Uh, yeah he, so he's you know he's for, for those who don't know he's he was an actor on Grey's Anatomy. He was coming off that that BET um, the BET I think it was the BET Awards. His speech at the BET Awards. Yeah. Um, and he had a basketball podcast that he hosted with his friend Stefan. We were acquiring it, and our GM at the time goes, "We're acquiring it. Do you want to come help produce it?" The first guest is LeBron, and I was like. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, this is uh, producing at that time. I had no idea what that meant, but obviously, I got deeper into it. This and mind you, this is fresh off of them coming back from three one. Huh. So I'm still yeah. dealing with my heart still in <laughs> several several pieces. I'm I'm working for a company run by LeBron. I'm dealing with all this celebratory Cavs content. Like yeah, it's literally sure. it's literally the content I have to cut up and post. So I'm already in a weird place. But at this point, I'm like. Did you put podcast little cigarette is- burns in there? Little like FLBJ, but you couldn't really see it. You know, like it's yeah, like yeah. No, I, right I, I, uh, uh, I wrote it in invisible ink on the walls, so I, <laughs> at some point it's going to be revealed. But uh, a side note to that: there was one after, shortly after they won that that uh, that series, uh, I, my desk was closest to the door to receive mail, and someone had mailed something to to the office as like a congratulatory thing for the Cavs winning, and it was a 3D animation of LeBron's block on Iguodala. And someone placed it next to my desk, and because it just happened to be closest to the door, I I I almost had to go home. <laughs> it was like I can't do this today. Like of I hate all that the, highlight. yeah, I it's hate that highlight so badly. I'll tell you this: in in three D model in scale, 
looks pretty fantastic, but still <laughs> equally as heartbreaking. Uh, so I say all that to say um, that was my my introduction to kind of doing the podcast production thing. And from there, I, 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 I my job shortly thereafter moved from being the video manager, video content manager to the podcast manager and started doing, you know, all the all the podcasts that we had acquired over there. One of them being Draymond's first iteration of his yeah. podcast, uh, Dre Day with with Marcus, uh, uh, with Marcus Thompson. And that's how I, ever since then, I've been been in podcasts in, in some form or fashion. So I, I owe everything to, you know, to Mav and, and everyone else over there uninterrupted because they, they help. They literally, I'm not here uh, without them. Uh, so it, it, it was just a very right place at the right time and just kind of raising my hand saying, I'll do it. Uh, and well, figuring and, it out along the way. And Ben being very good at it. I mean, you know, the, the some of that is opportunity, but some of it is you taking advantage of the opportunity. Um, a lot of learning. Of- yeah, I'll, I'll say that there was a lot of learning that had to be done, um, but, but thankfully, YouTube <laughs> was there was a lot of YouTubing, a lot of asking. A lot, I got to, I got put in touch with a lot of people who were who were in the industry longer than I was, and I got to ask them a lot of questions, you know, just about how best practices, editing. Like I got, I got basically a crash course in this stuff, um, and then I've, I've I've been very lucky enough to just bring those skills and those talents with me to, to other places. And, you know, I'm just, I'm just very, very, like, and very, very, very blessed. If you will put them together because yeah. Simmons brought you into this, right. And now you're working with him at the ringer dream job. I mean, is this the culmination? This is where you would have liked to have been. And then, uh, I mean, so the ringer started, I believe around the same time as uninterrupted. It's funny too, because our offices were actually across the street from each other at one point um, hmm. down there in LA. And yeah, I mean, I obviously mentioned Bill at the top, you know, in terms of why I'm into podcasts. Like I, listening to him and Corolla, uh, just just BS on on that pod. No, no pun intended. Uh, was it was just a form? Like I was big on sports talk radio, but that was just it was on demand, and that's what got me in. So to be here now, absolutely, I, I get to do. And it's basketball, it's basketball content and wrestling, which is my entire personality just wrapped into like one tight package. Like that's all I do. My wife, every time she she comes into my office, I'm like, I'm either watching basketball clips, wrestling clips, listening to podcasts. She's like, are you, are you working? Like, it's a genuine question. She's like, should I, can I interrupt? Can we have a conversation? Or are you working? And it's, it's honestly the coolest thing. Like I, 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 when I tell my my parents about it, they don't. They have no idea what I do. They're like, "Are you sure you have a job?" <laughs> like, I think they think I'm making it up. Um, my wife is very supportive of it. She gets it. My, my dad is always just, you know, he's always wondering what what the hell I'm doing. Uh, to, but I'm, you know, as long as the kids are fed, <laughs> our kids are fed. He's like, he's he, he gets it. So yeah. it's uh, very very lucky. But it's it's it is a dream job. Well, I'll tell you, so one, I'm immediately jealously resentful of you having a dream job. <laughs> but the other side to that coin is the, I said early on, I was like nervous to, to bring you in here. I'm viewing this as like a chance for us to show to a professional, like how we do our show. So at the end, I'm going to ask you, grade us, let us know how we did, <laughs> how we fit on the whole thing. And, you know, I, I need you to give us a really good grade, but that, yeah, that's yeah, why yeah. that's totally fine. We, no, I we got the Venmo. I, I know it's, a, <laughs> yeah. it, it said, it said a plus in the description, right? Yeah. Yeah. Perfect. That's yeah, exactly yeah. what's up. Yeah. 
And Ben, we need you today. All right, so here's what we're doing. We're going back to an old segment called Golden Questions, and we're okay. going to use it to drop predictions. And the reason why we really need you is not just your hoop knowledge. You can tell we are homers when it comes to the Warriors, and you have now had a chance. You've exposed yourself to a whole bunch of other teams and other people. You, you've looked at 3D recreations of fucking Warriors losses, so you <laughs> might have a little bit more professionalism, which is why we're bringing you in. And the format's real easy. We're not covering all the teams, just a handful, and even the ones we're covering, just a couple of questions that lead up to the over-under for the win total. And to spice it up between the teams, I've got a couple of random questions for you, too. But let's jump in, and let's go with the Warriors. Here's our first. Ben, you take it. What player not named Steph Curry is most important to Golden State's title chances next year? I feel like it's Chris Paul. I mean, the, the conversation we've had... I think over the last couple of years, even even during this dynastic run, has been the non-Steph minutes, right? And that's the key phrasing that I think is embedded in, in all of our brains. And we're all collectively holding our breath when this dude is on the bench. And now, you know, obviously uh, uh, in 21-22, Poole was... It was solid, right? Like there was there was optimism for you know he was he was the future. He was the Steph era parent. And last year was just. Again, we were back to just holding our breaths, right? Just in in the worst way possible. Yeah. So, to have another adult in the room in Chris Paul, and to have someone who can, who where we're not holding our breath so hard when Steph is on the bench, like offensively, yeah. I think you know, Kerr said this the other day, um, where you know during the non-Steph minutes in, in previous seasons, you you he, he went with a. Uh, you know, a heavy defensive lineup, right? Because that's that's just kind of all you had in terms of um, hoping that things don't get too bad. But now with with an orchestrator like Chris Paul, it's all, I mean, it's almost how it was when Sean Livingston was the backup point guard. Yeah. You're like, oh, there's there's an adult in the room. He's going to yeah. organize, just get people in the right spots. We're not, it's not going, we're not going to go on these crazy runs like we would when Steph, Clay, uh, Steph and Clay are like are on it and they're in the game at the same time. But we're also not going to lose lose these minutes severely I, I don't know if i have ever changed an opinion on a person as quickly as i have i mean and so like you know it's self-serving and i want this thing yeah, to go yeah. i went to the first preseason game um okay. just this past weekend and by the end of like eight seconds into the first quarter i was like i'm i'm all on board like i like the change of pace i like yeah. how he's orchestrating the offense i like who steph is in this um and I'll, I'll put it a more concise way. We ended last year with two reasons they didn't win, at least from the team. One, locker room problems. Two, they had no change of pace. You know, we, yep. Once the Lakers figured us out, we couldn't do anything. Chris Paul represents the change to both of those things. The, yep. the locker room problem apparently was represented by Jordan Poole. That's what he came in for. And that change of pace is exactly what we're talking about. But that said, Ben, I'm going to disagree with you. I'm saying Wiggins. Um, mm, I okay. think that Wiggins is primed to become the second best player on this team, just like we saw from the finals. And I, I'll put it a different way. I think that Chris Paul has a chance to make sure the Warriors don't have a chance. If he decided, it looks mm. like that's behind us. But if yeah. he had come in and saying, I got to start and fuck you, this is my legacy. And, you know, he, he created issues where they weren't. I think this season never takes off. You know, we're screwed right from the jump. We get beyond that. Then I and, and we want it to reach that destination we want it to, I think it's going to be Wiggins who needs to usher us there. And here's a little off-the-court report for you guys. Here's a text I got 
from my boy Kev literally today before we uh, started recording. Quote, Wiggs is at my daughter's soccer practice today. Oh. Looked happy, chopping it up with the parents. He's dialed in. Breakout year coming. So there you go, boys. I mean, I don't know if there's anything more definitive than how Wiggins looks at a six-year-old soccer game. So take that to the bank, and you know, up to you. I I take back my answer. I, I didn't know that he was at he was I should have read crushing it, it at this. Yeah, okay. Should have read it. To you. That's on me. I'm with you, Maxine. Who do you got here? Holy shit! You heard it here first, folks. That's a uh, that's going to be on the top of Reddit tomorrow for sure. Um, I, I hate to disagree with both of you, but there's only one answer, and it's still Draymond Green. And the reason it's still Draymond Green is. These are all of Wiggins being at his apex. That's great. We're, we're expecting him to be fantastic. If not, we still have the best shooter of all time on the floor. Clay Thompson is going to be better than he was last season as he continues to come back from this injury. I have a lot of confidence in the offense. Um, it's Draymond who still orchestrates things. And the reason it's even more important now than ever is we talked last time about LeBron eventually aging into taking a step back. Who knows when that's going to be? The same thing is going to be true for Draymond. And every season, I worry that it's going to be this season. Um, you know, we moved on from Jordan Poole essentially to place an additional bet on Draymond, at least having one more season. He's the focal point of both ends of the floor. When you're act, you know, when you're really paying attention, not who's the one to take the shot, but who's actually paying attention to what's going on throughout the court. I really need Draymond to still be, you know, at least eighty percent of what he's been at his apex. The the secret cheating answer on this is where the Warriors are in their dynasty. You know that they're older now and that we're no longer blowing people off the floor. Is that you can pick any member and it matters. You know, yeah. like if, if they're going to win a championship, all of them need to play the exact role they've been selected, you know, which is what's going to make this season exciting and stressful as hell. And, you know, all of those things. Ben, back to you over under. All right. The number is 2.5. The question, how many clipboards does Steve Kerr break throughout the year? Over under. Mm, I'm going under. I'm going like a hard under. No, no yeah. more Jordan Poole. <laughs> that, I think that that's. That's the source of the clipboard frustration. You know what I mean? And he's gonna have he's gonna have Chris Paul out there, like another orchestrator out mm. on the court to do what he needs to do and just kind of get his message across. Yeah. Um, so I feel like and, and and Steve seems to be mellowing out a little bit. I think he's I think it's just it's the vibes are a little bit better now, yep. and he seems to be a little bit more chill and relaxed. So I'm going hard under. Yeah, how how did you me. get how did you come up with that number? Two and a half. Yeah, what was, know, was, it, was it three last year? No, I wish. In fact, no. Yes, I I watched every game and then <laughs> yeah, slowly, yeah. Uh, slowly went through, and so was able to uh, to figure it out. No, I just pulled it completely out of my ass. I totally I, agree with you. Yeah, and I'm going to borrow your phrase: "Adult in the room." There's yeah. way more adults in the room. You know, there's no reason for him to be losing it. Um, and so I don't. I think it is going to be under, and I'll borrow you again: hard under. Uh, Maxime, pull up. The Sarek and Chet Holmgren pictures. Here's the most important question we're going to be asking, man. Of these two, Chet Holmgren versus Dario Sarek, who yeah. has the worst facial hair in the NBA? I uh, I think it might be Sarek, um, but I mean, oh, you're the expert here. What do you think, dude? Which which one of these two is least acceptable? Wow, the, what is going on in the middle of Sarek's? <laughs> this is not an updated picture, right? He's still in a son's uniform. <laughs> no, it's, so, it, we, we picked one that had that really featured him at his absolute facial. Is hair that work. the Batman symbol <laughs> in, the, in the middle of his face? 
<laughs> it looks on purpose, whatever it is, right? Like, like he's definitely manicured the the side portions of the goatee. Yeah. Well, you were at the game over the weekend. Does this still exist on his face? I'm going to say no. I'm going to say no, okay. but I wasn't sitting as close as I'd like to if I was going to be answering sure, specific sure, sure. facial hair questions. Yeah. Ch- Chet's is a special kind of what is happening here. He looks like, uh, <laughs> I don't know if you guys watch The Office, he looks like Moe's. He looks like <laughs> Dwight's cousin. So okay. you I, show us some respect. Of course, we watch the uh, the office, and you don't have to explain your office humor. We know who Moses. Yeah, yeah, yeah. okay, <laughs> okay, cool. Beats. Um, yeah, I that is this is a wild choice from from Chet. Um, and he thought it would go under the radar. Right? He's like, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, this is technically my rookie year. Everyone's focused on Wimbenyama. No, dude, <laughs> we're zooming in. This is a million percent. It looks like Chet went into the barber and said, I want facial hair that communicates. I got here via horse and buggy. And they're like, okay, boom, I got the exact thing we need for you. And he he looks like one of the Amish people who was exposed for having a cell phone during that national emergency (laughs) when everyone got the alert at uh, at 1120. (laughs) I think he's one of those guys. All right. We've hit peak humor. Fellas, just want to let you guys know a quick report out. There's the official picture from the from the Warriors oh, uh, media similar. day. We are seeing yeah. a pretty equivalent facial hair profile pretty, pretty here similar. for Dario. He's still got the uh, the bleed down on the mustache there. It's not quite a oh, goatee. He hasn't fixed you know? it yet. No, I think just, fixed it. Ben, I think he spends 15 to 20 minutes making that happen every morning, dude. Like I don't I don't think that's an easy facial uh, hair to maintain. Look, as someone who can't grow facial hair like a normal person, I, I, I'm probably in no position to judge another person's facial hair. I'm going to do that with Dario because <laughs> I, just, I just don't understand why it's incomplete in the middle. It looks like it's loading and then it just stops loading. I've got another piece of breaking news. For those wondering whether or not my dog would throw up as we recorded today, the answer to that question is yes. He just did right behind me, and it's intense. So that's pretty good. Uh, A little piece of breaking news for everybody. Let's go back. Last Warriors question, Ben. You take this one alone. What's the biggest reason the Warriors can win the title this year? It's the biggest reason? it's, It's still Steph Curry. I think it's it's a it's probably the easiest answer, but it's, it's I think it's the most correct. Um, he's he he's he's at this point now where I remember you know when the Warriors were really bad, and you just kind of watch all these ex, these amazing players come in, right? You know, when Kobe was coming in, LeBron, and you know Durant, and it was just these guys who, when they were on the court, every shot they would put up, you you just assume it's going in, and it took them a while to get there. Like just kind of to kind of hit the peak of their powers, and Steph is just there, man. Like, yep. I don't, I don't think we're, I don't think that they're even in a conversation for to be a championship contender if, if Steph isn't playing at the level he's he's playing at, right? And just the person that he is, the leader that he is. Um, again, we we've talked about how much he's changed the game, you know, historically, but he's right now this dude is is still a monster. And, you know, the, the, the gravity, the spacing that he provides, it's still going to be every other, you know, domino that falls with this team is going to be a result of everything that he does. Yep. And that it's, it just starts at the top. I wish I had a more clever no, answer for right. you. It's the right answer. Yeah. That's it. it yeah. It's unequivocally the right answer. And there is a, a something that, you know, media day is filled with a bunch of stupid little interactions. And one of yeah. those interactions, they gave Steph a video that surfed when he was a freshman in Davidson. So it's before he goes crazy, and it's him rapping about the commons at. Davidson. Oh yeah, yeah. We out 
outpost might be open later, but Allison cannot flavor your tater. Chester's du jour is all I'm here for. Skip class today, and all I could say is, um... Watching him now look at that video and then interact with it was like watching Superman interact with the video of Clark Kent. You know, yeah. because he's, he's, he's now this entirely other person and watching him look back at that person he used to be was a really interesting back and forth. He still, he still knew all the lyrics too. Yes, he did. He and, and, and like, and very easily and interacted with the same kind of like calm ease that only comes when you are at the portion of your career, uh, your career that you were just describing, Ben, that he knows that he is this unbelievable superstar and could take, you know, they, they asked him, do you recognize this? And he took the kind of time you would only take if you're really confident in that scenario and goes, oh, yeah. yes, I do, you know, and, yeah. and off it went. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Okay, before our next team, here's the idea, this this random thing I wanted to throw in. So, okay. good news, bad news. Good news, you are planning a bank heist, Ben. You are in charge of it. All Perfect. Right? You yeah. don't actually have to participate, but you do need to pick three members. Someone to plan the heist, someone to be the muscle on the heist, to intimidate anybody who stands up, and then someone to kind of be that sensitive bank robber. The okay. person where if the teller's hand starts shaking because they can't open up the security box, someone comes in and calmly you know, brings sure. them down. Okay. Bad news is you can only pick from current or past NBA members. So it does. You can be front office if you want, but they have to have had some affiliation mm. with the NBA. All right? Okay. Okay. So for now, the first one is who do you pick to organize the job? Who's, who's the, the mastermind behind it? Organize. Okay. I got I gotta go with Phil Jackson. So I think when you're planning a bank heist, a lot obviously planning, you know, the actual execution and the, the blueprint planning of it, very important, right? That's filled with the triangle. Need it. Oh yeah. I think the other aspect of planning a bank heist is is managing the personalities and the egos that are involved because everyone's gonna play their role, but you have to be able to you know, balance those egos because you know you're if you're planning a heist, the bank heist, you're getting the best, right? So, Phil is just a master at balancing and, and managing those egos. You know, b both when he was with the Bulls, when he was with the Lakers, and was just he just did it at such a highly successful level that I feel like he could tra that could translate to to a bank heist. Like this, nothing phased Phil Jackson. Dennis Rodman left in the middle of the finals to go to WCW, <laughs> and. And cut some promos. And he came back, and they that's won a title. Oh, that's yeah. great. Uh, and Phil was just like, yeah, Dennis will be back. I, 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 that's the type of confidence and un unwavering confidence you need to, yeah. to plan a bank heist, right? When, no, you're right. When one, when one step goes wrong, you know, someone forgets to cut one of the, one of the wires for you know, the silent alarm. <laughs> Phil's like, it's fine. Uh, I cut the backup to the backup of yeah, the silent alarm. That's right. Alarm. 
I so, planned on him missing that wire, right. and you know, I actually knew that. Like Danny that Ocean, Danny Ocean right. planned for people to fail, and there was just you know he was at the top of the vent, you know, ready okay. to go. Phenomenal. Your your bank heist team has started. I'll take second pick here. So I want to tell you Kerr just so I can be a homer, but yeah. I feel like Kerr would have a problem with the morality of it. Like I think he could, <laughs> I think he could plan it, but I feel yeah. like somewhere along the line, he'd be like, well, should we be doing this? And I don't need that out of my bank planner. I need someone who's just hundred yeah. percent all the way in. So I'm going with Pat Riley. I feel mm. like he has just the amount of shadiness, you know, yeah. like he'd be in, dude. Like he's a thousand percent. Looks in. like a bank robber. Looks like a bank. They have robbed yeah. a bank. Like at yeah, some yeah. point, you know, the perfect hair for it. I think he'd be all the way in his management style would be different. You know, yep. he'd, he wouldn't he wouldn't be giving you like a book to read to get ready for it like Phil would. He'd be you know letting you know that it'd be your ass if it didn't work out. But I think that type of motivation would also work in a high scenario. So it's heat, Riley heat culture. Me. Yeah. Heat culture, heist culture. It's all the same. Right. See it yeah. all. It, it's exactly yeah. right. It transfers <laughs> right over. Maxime, third pick goes to you. Who's your uh, who's the person who is planning this for you? So Pat, Pat Riley is a great pick also because it's really important to be able to convince the people to join your heist, you know, mm-hmm. Danny Ocean yeah. style. And yeah. he just puts the rings on the table and says, look, like I've done the heist in the basketball context. Look at these diamonds, you know, it's one-to-one. Um, so pretty pissed that you got that there, but I'm going to, I'm going to go Homer because you didn't do it. Not Steve Kerr, but Bob Myers, you get that player agent mm. perspective. You get somebody yeah. that can be in the room, smooth talk it. Cause really what you need is you need somebody that can, that can plan. You know, the execution is going to happen from the muscle and from the the guy in the room who's who's making everybody feel better. But Bob Myers is capable of bringing in kind of like I was talking about with Pat Riley, but with a lot more subtlety. So we're going to fly beneath the radar. You're not going to realize that we're a championship team until we're 20 minutes in the wind after robbing the bank. Here's a bitter joke that is completely unfounded. Bob Myers does a great answer, but right when you needed him most, he'd leave you and you'd just be fucked without a leader. Who knows? And I don't need Mike D coaching up my heist. But anyways, we turn to Denver. All right. This one also requires some video accompaniment. Um, Okay. So ultimately, Ben, I'm going to ask you if Jokic had to pick between horse racing or playing professional basketball. He like he could only do one and not the other once he picked. Which would he pick? Before you answer, a couple of videos for you. Um, the first, let's go. This is Jokic winning a horse uh, racing championship. <laughs> Time of his life. like nobody there time of his life perfect music for it dancing i mean he's into it dude that's a fucking championship celebration oh that's fantastic yeah let's go now to video of Jokic celebrating an nba championship here we are in the locker room his teammates are losing it firing champagne there's Jokic. little sip now no idea what to do with it yeah maybe put it down (laughs) No spray, just a gentle no spray. I mean, just, wasn't sure, wasn't sure how to interact, you know. And to be fair, to be fair, there is video of Jokic literally being picked up in his brother's arms right when they got off the floor. So I mean, he didn't right. he didn't sulk his way through the championship celebration, but it was no horse racing championship then. Which leads us back to that first question: If Jokic had to pick between, no, it's just a guess between only doing one or the other. What's your guess? So, I. I think it's still basketball. I, I, I it barely, uh, based on any, everything I know about this dude, he loves his horse racing. The, and that video was just 
the, all the proof, further proof I needed. But he really, he really looked like he was enjoying himself. <laughs> I will, yeah, no, just the time of his life. I, I do think that he enjoys Basso more than he's giving off. I think it's, I think it's now crossed to the point where it's a bit. Yeah. Right. We're like, well, why don't you like yeah. playing basketball? But I'll say, like, when, after they won, I think they all went to Vegas shortly thereafter, and Bruce Brown, I think almost suffered from alcohol poisoning or something because he went live on Instagram like the morning after and just said, the reason why I am like this is because of Jokic. So again, don't let this dude fool you. The the horse racing and and wanting to go just be at home. It's cute. I I get it. It's, it's, it's kind of endearing. I I think he's, I think he's, you you don't get this good at basketball without being a little bit of a psycho about it and really enjoying it. Yeah. That's Uh, actually I, I think it's it's probably a 55-45 split. I don't think it's it's much bigger than that. But uh, I, I wouldn't mind if he brought some of this horse racing winning energy to, to the court. <laughs> yeah. Get a couple more commercials in you. Your read of you don't become this level of excellent unless you really care, you know, because this isn't someone who's leaning on his athletic gifts. You know what I mean? Like, right. that's not that's not what made Jokic incredible. He's not someone when they're like, look, you're seven feet, you have to play hoop. You know, like, yeah. this is a guy who has turned himself into that kind of incredible weapon. And because of that, I think you, um, I think you're right. In related news, if it wasn't a heist we were planning for, if we were planning a drinking competition, Jokic is my first round pick, probably number one. Like, just, I feel like he could drink almost anyone under the table and he wouldn't even know he was in a contest. It's just a Thursday night that he was trying to celebrate and you get his brothers too as part of that package uh, they, <laughs> they, they definitely look like they could drink so that, that's a great choice dominant the over under on wins for denver is 54 what do you take man it's a lot of wins Ooh, that's a that's a nice number um that's how much i would have thought that you know for i think oh i think over yeah, I think over, but barely. I still think that they are. I still think that they're dominant. Like Jokic is still, I think, the best player in the league. I think Jamal Murray is just he's going to be a, a year further removed yeah. from the injury. Aaron Gore, like everyone's just going to kind of level up. Like they might start off slow, you know, kind of that championship hangover, but they're going to find uh, they're going to find their their rhythm and their way. And I also think, um, you know, with with, uh, with Mike Malone. It, you know the, the Lakers is talking shit now, and and yep. I think he's he's got a little bit of an edge too. Where like I don't think he's gonna let his team kind of falter into uh, that that state where where they just kind of coast. So I feel like that's an over, and it, it's it's just it, the tough part will be that they're now the champs. They're gonna have this target on their back, right? So everyone's exactly. gonna bring their yep. A game. So it might be tough to to reach that over. I still think that they're freaking good enough uh, to get it done. I think the Bruce Brown thing. Is, is going to be a big loss, but in the in the regular season, I don't I don't think it'll matter as much. In in the playoffs, it might. But I love that you said that Mike Malone is a little competitive. Mike Malone's yeah, yeah. championship <laughs> parade was like basically two hours of him trying to find microphones that he could say the words "fuck you" into. Yeah, like, yeah. It was just like the entire thing was like a a f the world. You didn't believe in me. Um, speech. I'm stuttering because I'm not sure where to go with this. Um, 54 is a lot of wins. Yeah. And I do think it's a lot easier to win a title when no one saw you coming than it is for everyone to recognize as you is now the king and they're all taking shots at you. You know, each one of those regular season games is that other team's opportunity to prove to themselves that they're good. 
And as someone who's watched the Warriors catch A games from the Charlotte Hornets of the world, you know, every <laughs> single week, I'm I'm a little hesitant. But I, I think you're probably right that it's the over. Um, Maxime, Denver, your championship favorite in your mind? No, um, they may be my favorite to make it out of the West, but. I mean, the moves that happened at the top of the East with um, Dame time going to the Bucks and then Drew subsequently going to Boston has kind of shifted that narrative for me um, to the point that I don't think Denver is necessary. I mean, I don't believe that they're now in Vegas' odds um, the favorite to win at this point either. I was just going to say that Denver, in fact, um, has slipped in the eyes of Vegas, and it is Milwaukee and Boston. But we'll say that. Ben, back to our heist question, all right? Mm. So we've got the person who is planning it. Now we need muscle. But because I'm writing down our team, we made Maxime go last. We'll let him go first on this one. Let's do it. Maxime, first pick, dude. What do you got? So anybody, past or present, um, they are now the muscle on your bank robbing team. Who will Bob Myers be instructing? (laughs) So, um, you know, there's some obvious picks, Charles Oakley, for example, um, you know, especially if you have Kevin R- or Pat Riley, rather, uh, you have that, see my Cal spirits showing through with that Kevin Riley, uh, uh <laughs> slip up there. But, um, with Pat Riley, right. You have the connection with the Knicks, you know, there's a lot of synergy happening. Um, and so for that reason, I'm inspired by my Bob Myers pick going all the way back to the UCLA connection. I'm going to kind of throw you a curveball, but once once I explain it, I think you might have got understand. Russell Westbrook. This dude, oh, see, mm. you need somebody. So Oak is cool, right? But like that's muscle maybe in slow motion. Who knows if you're going to need to be fighting ninjas that are 5'6 or whatever, right? You have in Russell Westbrook somebody that's at the leaner end who can sort of maybe move fast with you too. And he is a an absolute killer when it comes down to it. You know, he goes into sort of this animalistic mode um, where you can see him sort of get like red-eyed and, um, and he's just charging to the hoop no matter what's going to happen. So I feel like the combination of the synergy with Bob Myers and Russell Westbrook Westbrook means that we might end up with sort of, like I said, not until we're 20 minutes down the road did you realize, holy shit, they just robbed that bank perfectly. Ben, have you ever been to a bank that was guarded by five to six ninjas? At any that point? was my biggest issue with the with yeah, the scenario the there. What? Because yeah, if you're, bank is using if you're, ninjas? That's a that's a hell of a bank. Uh, I need to, to put have. my money into them immediately. Yeah, yeah. They need just to just call it Ninja Bank, and I feel like no one would ever go there. Yeah, it's because also, the banks don't want you to know that they have ninjas. I mean, if you I, knew, then you wouldn't. You know, then you would be planning for it. So I'm definitely walking. Just, I'm walking to Chase tomorrow and asking where the ninjas are. I just I just want to know. <laughs> They're not going to tell you. <laughs> yeah, that's and then true. You let them know in case you have them. I have Russell Westbrook yeah. in my back I, I think have a Russell Westbrook would be that dude. Like if. One intimidator has to like hit somebody with the shotgun butt, you know, and like uh, they're bleeding like everybody knows. I think Russell would do something crazy to himself. You know, like I don't know if he's like a big dude who'd go and like rough up a crowd member, but like they needed something like eat a pen to show him how fucking crazy he was or something that you just would it'd not. Be a, it'd be a Joker, <laughs> Dark Knight, Batman st- or yeah, uh, okay. bank robbery well, style. Yeah. That's exactly right. Now now that I've played it up, also terrible answer. It's definitely not Russell Westbrook. You already <laughs> had your hand on it. So to keep up a theme, I wanted a warrior. I wanted to pick Draymond because he's easy here. But the problem is, you put Draymond on the team, he's going to try to fucking plan the thing too. You know, he's all like, yeah. he's going to have his own ideas. He's not just listening. Like the whole planning session is going to be harder. So I don't need that. I'd say Oakley, but Maxime kind of took the power away from me on that. Oak mm-hmm. would be great. So instead, here's how I've, I've split the difference. David West. Smart dude. Ooh. Would listen absolutely intimidator, you know, and if you needed to hit someone with a shotgun, but I think D West, you know, like he'd, he'd do it in as gentle, but necessary of a way as possible. So I'm penciling in 
D West here, which goes to you, Ben. Who's your muscle? I can't believe I'm getting this value uh, with a third pick here for the, for, in the muscle draft. Um, I'm going with Shaq, man. That's just a big oh, dude fuck. who yeah, is – you just feel – I'm a firm believer in, in look good, feel good, play good. If you, if I have Shaq as my muscle, I just feel good. I feel oh, good about the heist. I think, no, Sha- right. I think Shaq has a great bank robbery voice. You know what I mean? Like, oh. don't press the silent alarm. It's, it's very deep. <laughs> It, it, you you could you, you may think it's like a fake voice, so it's really it throws off the scent of who he is. Obviously, it's you know when it's a seven two uh, athlete, it's it's probably Shaq by all accounts. So you probably be able to find him. But him being the muscle I, again, when he was playing back in his playing days, this dude was a monster. I, I like I he wasn't this dude who was getting pushed around on inside the NBA inside uh, the NBA on TNT, just getting pushed in Christmas trees. Like this is that's all for TV. <laughs> this dude was ripping basket stanchions down, right? destroying backboard. Literally true. Yeah. Uh, and he, he almost killed Charles Barkley when he you know when he tried to punch him. So he's he's my and the cohesion with Phil. Uh, he Phil was able to, you know, he got Shaq to buy into the triangle. I got ah, that's some Zen Master shit, man. We're like, that's just no, your team shaping up. This is the chemistry. My team yeah, chemistry no. right now is through the through the roof. There's no, I, I think it's wooden. I don't remember. I'll just say it was wooden. I, I remember a coach talking about the banners at the top of his gym, and he said that we started with like a five to ten point advantage because of those banners. The second you saw in, yeah, the, your heist team, Ben, would start with like a $2 million advantage just the second you saw Shaq, you know, right. like the second he came in there, like the, the chances of anybody really causing problems are, are a little smaller. You know I mean? He's no Russell Westbrook. Dude. He's not needing any pens, but point. it's still a very solid take back to basketball. And it's our final uh, team for today. Yeah. So Ja is set to miss 25 games, but according to ESPN, the Grizz are still predicted to win the West. So I'm going to call this a magic button scenario. Right. Let's say somebody invents a magic button. They hand it to the Grizzlies. And now if they press that button, the Grizz are given an opportunity to go back in time and draft either Darius Garland or Tyler Hero instead of John Morant. Would they press that button, Ben? I think they press the button. Whoa. Has it gotten that low for him? Yeah. I think, I mean, specifically if I'm looking at Darius Garland, um, I, I don't know if I'm pressing the button for Tyler Hero, uh, but if it's Darius Garland, absolutely pressing the button. I mean, this uh, you knew this dude was going to be good when I think he was entering his second year, uh, or when he kind of made the leap into, into All Star into the All Star space. Steph signed off on this guy. That's kind of yep. been one of my. You, you get to watch who kind of like the guys of now sign off as the guys who are going to be next, and obviously they're not right all the time. But Steph had, to that point had never done it. Uh, he never been like, oh, he's next. Or yeah. whatever. And, and yeah. when he pointed at Darius Garland, you kind of raise your eyebrows. You're like, that guy from the Cavs? Like, I, I don't know. And then he just became this. Uh, Darius Garland's game is just so freaking incredible. To, I love watching this dude play basketball. So does um, that have more to do with Darius than it does to do with Ja? You know, absolutely. like, I think, yeah. Yeah. And I think, you know, Darius just kind of, uh, the thing with Ja that you're always concerned about is just like when the athleticism goes, how you know hmm. is he going to st- still be as effective? Right, we, we've kind of seen it with, unfortunately, with Derrick Rose, and obviously, you know, he tore up his knee, and that, that's a whole that was a whole thing too. But you see, you're seeing it with with uh, with Maxime's favorite bank robber, uh, muscle uh, muscle bank robber Russell Westbrook, <laughs> too, muscle right? Westbrook. It's just muscle Westbrook, uh, as he's called on your team. So 
it's it's one of these things where I hope that doesn't happen to Ja, but right now a lot of what he's doing is just his athleticism just kind of takes over. Right. Yeah. Darius Garland is he, he's not going to blow you away with any of that stuff, but the skill is just is there in tenfolds. I, I again I love watching this dude hoop and him with that this or this Grizzlies team this iteration. Keep Dylan Brooks. That's a, that's a terrifying team. Uh, Unfortunately, true. Yeah. What a weird byproduct of the summer, by the way. The offseason that Dylan Brooks has had, and and that he <laughs> achieved this turnaround by not saying anything. The, yeah. the last time he was talking into a mic was when he was doing his WWE impersonation and taking shots at LeBron. And then you know he gets shit housed. They get lost. He never says anything. And then he has the FIBA. Uh, success and beats the U.S. and he never had to say anything. And now he's back in hoops, good graces, which is a really weird thing. Um, but yeah. just to comment on what you were saying, so the Darius part is all spot on. Also, if you went back three years ago and watched some highlights from Ja and had to pick somebody who the league would most likely anoint as like this is the guy we need to to focus on, it would be Ja. And this question alone, let alone your answer. Shows how far he sunk down. Over under forty eight wins for Memphis. Ben, what do you got? I'm going. Well, actually, I'm going over. I mean, the Grizz have played well even without Ja. You know what I mean? Like they're just yep. they're still a really really good basketball team. Yep. Very well coached. I think with without Dylan there with in his antics, I think that team's just going to kind of come together. Almost that addition by subtraction type thing. Yep. Um, I, they're, they're just still very, very good. I, I mean, now that you know teams can game plan for them for 25 games, knowing they don't have Jaw, how do they adjust to that? Uh, it, that'll be a, an interesting question and interesting yeah. to see how they execute that. But I still think they'll be able to kind of steer the ship in the right direction until Jaw comes back, and then you know he's he's probably going to come out. Uh, <laughs> there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of um, analogies I want to make that are <laughs> that probably are not appropriate anymore, uh, given why he's not uh, you know he's not going to be on the court. But when he comes back, he's going to come out um, quickly. <laughs> there's just so many references that firing are just, on all cylinders. Yeah, 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 they're just all completely appropriate. Like, it could be not- a lot of things. Instead, yeah. let's complete our heist team. Ben, the first pick is yours, buddy, and you're you're finishing it out. So this is maybe the most important part. It, mm-hmm. This is the person who, if they need him or her, stays the course, you know, like is still part of the team and makes sure that this thing goes down, but also can show a little sensitivity to the people who are getting robbed. And like mm-hmm. I said, help out the teller should they freak out. So yeah. who's your nice, sensitive bad guy? So this is this is the Ben Affleck from the town. Exactly. That's team. exactly who it is. Yes. So I need someone who's 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 got a nice smile because you'll be able to see that through the mask. Um, I'm going with David Robinson. So <laughs> here's why. Great tall. tall, very tall. My, my whole team, extremely tall. I got a six <laughs> guy in Phil. I got seven, two, and I got seven foot. Better hope it, there's no ninjas there, Ben. They will catch I, you. Yeah. The ninjas are going to chop block the hell out of their knees. Just immediately, uh, you're fine. Yeah. But David Robinson, just even now, just, you know, you kind of watch it. You, you, I think you saw him at, at pops, uh, hall of fame induction ceremony. Like he was just the, Dude is still charming as hell. Great smile on this dude. His nickname is the Admiral. He could drop that to the teller, and they're like, "Oh, the, you know, it's a, it's a it's a vote of confidence." You know, he's like a naval officer, so he can't be that bad. He's probably just been forced into this situation because of other circumstances. His kids um, have been kidnapped or something, and like they're right. forcing him to do it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He just and he just seems like he, again. He just has a this nice 
calming presence about him. For for someone who's seven two, again that dichotomy, I think is just very calming for for the teller, uh, and we'll get everyone out there safe. It's it's exactly what Ben Affleck did uh, in, in that opening scene of the town. You know, it's oh, just, nice. He, and I literally then. To your credit, as I was describing it, and I'm not sure why I didn't just use the words Ben Affleck, that's who I was picturing. I mean, literally yeah. that scene with her hand shaking and he comes yeah, in yeah. and holds it and calms it down. That's very nicely played. Um, I will hold on to my second pick. And again, keep this process going. So a warrior I thought about, Steph, he is likable across the board. He's likable just across the board. And he has an ability to be relatable on top of likable. So I, I think he would be phenomenal in this, but I'm going to pick somebody else and it's random as shit. Al Horford. Why? Cause he has the most fucking sensitive eyes I've ever seen of anybody at every point. He is like, wow. you, you immediately look at him. I remember being annoyed by how fucking emotional his eyes were. And I, I trusted him, even though I hated him, I think he'll be able to use those fucking sensitive eyes to make instant connections with the people there. That's, and so I'm taking Al Horford. That's a great call. Uh, when, when he hit all those threes in game one of the 22 finals, I was so pissed. Was like, oh what is God. happening right now? But then oh my God. you zoom in on his face and you're like, ah, he's got kind eyes. Got yeah, look at him. That's exactly right. You're like, you're kind of happy for him. Yes. <laughs> look like he like saved a kitten recently. No, <laughs> yeah. like, even though I hated him, it looked like he would do the right thing. Close out your team, Maxime. It's so true. I'm sitting here. I'm I'm feeling soothed already. I felt my heart rate go down, and I'm just oh, thinking about this. Picture, yeah, let's get a little, I mean, it's a little side Oh yeah, you're you right. I'll pull it up here while I'm talking about this. Um, that, well, I'm gonna pick a, a, a boss and teammate of yours. Um, I mean, of Al Horford's, I should say, uh, Grant Williams. And the reason is he's gonna oh. he's gonna use his Batman um, voice right to not you just sure? calm everybody down, but at the same time make them feel so ill at ease that. Um, they won't. They'll just essentially roll over, right? I mean, not to mention he's got the mask, so the ninjas will be put off guard too, because now we're all fighting masked. Um, it's kind of an ideal scenario of of, of kind of like a, a who's who for for um, you know the Spider Man pointing at each other kind of a meme thing. So right? he's we're just doing trying to bits. mix it up. He, he's he's got he's calming everyone down because he's doing a bit. He's doing bits. Yeah, I like this. Yeah, a, a funny bank robber. I've gotten so distracted by the ninjas thing, I find myself writing down other possible bank uh, <laughs> guards. I have pirates, spicemen, or spicemen, spacemen, midgets I've written down, but I don't even know, I don't think we're allowed to use that phrase anymore, but I've, you've really thrown me off. Also, the Grant Williams thing, there's a 10% chance the teller he's trying to calm down just punches him right in the face, which like may, like gives that teller agency maybe and helps out, but yeah. there we go. Um, ben, I have kept you much longer than I intended. And so I'm going to make this last segment a dealer's choice. Okay. So it was going to be called miscellaneous. And I had a bunch of questions about a bunch of different people. Instead, I'm going to give you the option. I'll give you the players. You tell me who you want to have a a question about Luca, uh, Chris Stapps, Porzingis, Clay Thompson, or Jordan Poole. Hmm. Let's go. Let's keep it warriors. And let's go clay. Let's Let's go. Clay. All right. What's more of a motivating force for Klay Thompson? His shitty performance in the playoffs against the Lakers last year or that his name is not being mentioned by anyone at any point anywhere when they're talking about this revenge dream team that's going to Paris for the Olympics? Wow, that's a great that's a great question. I would say I would say the Lakers series performance I think my my rationale for it is just because it all happened in front of his dad. 
I think that mm. is probably to shoot like that and to perform like that is obviously just shitty in general. Yeah. Do it in front of your pops. Yeah. And then to just have that reminder every time you see him is probably just stinging for him in, in such a way that I don't, I don't think we can imagine. Obviously, he still loves his dad, but it's now every time he sees his dad for the rest no, of his life, he's no, going to think about take. that series. Yeah, that's a great. And, and against the that's, team that his dad fucking played for and yeah. that he grew up watching and just all the emotional baggage that comes with that. Um, I love that. I love it so much. Forgive me. I'm going to ask you the Jordan Poole question too. Sure, uh, no, please. Fire away. If Jordan Poole had to choose between winning another title some point of his life right yeah. or beating the golden state warriors every single time he played them he he can press it's the magic button scenario again he can press one and he'd pick one of those two paths which path does he pick i i think the second one i think I beating think so the too. warriors every single time <laughs> so there's just a level of and you know, I we I obviously don't know Jordan as well. Um, you know, just kind of in in this, the small amount of time that he was here, but he just seems like he would enjoy the pettiness of it. I'm not saying he's petty. I'm just saying he would enjoy it. Uh, and and just every time that it would happen, that's he would th that's what he would think of because he he already got the he's already got the chip. Exactly right. I think that's exactly how he answers it. I think I think in his heart of hearts, even if he didn't have a title, I think he would still think long and hard about that second option. But the fact that he has one, and I don't know him at all. But I can see him addressing that with his answer. Well, I already have a title. So, you know, and then immediately goes to, no, I'd like to watch these motherfuckers lose on a night by night basis. I mean, they, they chose Draymond, right? Yes, like they, did. They, they gave Draymond yes, the extension. They, they traded his ass to, to Washington. Oh, so yeah. like, there's, it's, it's not just Draymond that he's probably pissed off at. It's, it's, it's probably top down from the, organ, the entire organization. Ben, right? They not so, only chose Draymond, they gave Draymond his money, you know, literally, literally very similar money, contract. Yeah. They're like, yeah. okay, well, you know, now it's going this direction. Um, I really appreciate you. This was hella fun. I know I'm not so the much only fun. one alone, dude. So actually shit, how'd we do? What, uh, what's, what's our grade, man? So as a professional and as somebody <laughs> who does this for a living, how'd we do? You don't have to give us a letter grade, but well, no, you know, fantastic. You guys are, you guys are crushing this thing. I was honestly <laughs> honored to be invited on. This is, this is, this is just incredible. This is again to your, it's, it's when, when I'm, whenever I'm telling my wife about like, I have to, if I have to do like a guest spot or a pod, I, she's afterwards she'll always ask me how it goes and if i don't say i had hella fun she's like well what was wrong with it like i, I might i might i won't say you know it was it sucked or, or whatever i'll just say oh this happened blah, blah, blah. usually my answer is i had hella fun and that will be my answer for her tonight oh there we go just tell yeah. her you had the most fun you've ever yeah had. yeah that's sure cool. yeah okay. no, no, that's probably right. you'll uh, need to hit the venmo for the most but it's no, no that's okay i told yeah, you yeah, I'm, I'm it again first, yeah, yeah no problem <laughs> that that's absolutely no problem for people and i know there's a lot who need way more ben cruz in their life where do they go uh, you know, Twitter at it's still Twitter, right? It's still Twitter to me at cruise control. It's control with a K, uh, threads, the same thing. Uh, Instagram, if you so choose and, uh, everything we're doing on, on the ringer NBA show and ringer NBA on uh, all the social medias. And if you want more NBA podcasting, uh, the ringer NBA show is where it's at. If you, if, and I got to plug, uh, my wrestling crew, the ringer wrestling show. Uh, I host Wednesday worldwide on Wednesdays, which is now tomorrow. Um, and, so if you like wrestling and the Warriors, uh, I'm your guy. So go oh. check us out over there. But uh, um, dude, this this was so much fun, guys. Thanks, so, thanks so much for having me on. It is absolutely our pleasure. You want to reach out to us? You know where to do it. You got an email to let us know we did a good job, bad job, any job. You can send it to huddle at warriorshuddle.com.
instead of giving you the rest of our socials, I'll just share a concern. Maxime's room has been getting darker and darker <laughs> as this podcast has gone on. I don't know if he's also being kid. I'm not sure what's going on. Maxime, if, if you need help, dude, just let us know. I we'll, think, we'll I, think I saw Ninja zoom through the back. Uh, <laughs> exactly so right. He might need well, some help. But then I saw Muscle Westbrook chasing that ninja down. That's so true, yeah. Up, yeah. Like, yeah, they, they got right to the bottom of it. With that in tow, go Warriors. Hopefully, we'll see you real soon. Good, good. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.